Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. What's up, enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, LZ, the mayor. Now let's get to it. All right. First of all, thank you so much for joining us on the show. I know you're very busy. You have probably about a thousand things that you could be doing right now, but you chose to spend time with us. So thank you so much for that. No worries. Thank you for having me. The very next thing I like to do is ask you to give us your very best. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So I'm always curious to talk to folks like you. If I'm not mistaken, you're in the coaching space, correct? Kind of. So business support, I prefer to say, because it's a combination of coaching, consultancy, training, kind of accountability, mentoring. So it's kind of all encompassing as opposed to just one area. Perfect. Let's talk about that. Why the distinction? There's a few reasons. One, I think that the coaching market has become quite saturated and in some spaces it's not looked upon favorably. Like coaching has become, I think, something that people say with, I don't want to say ignorance, but they don't necessarily give it the respect that I think it deserves. But also I don't just provide coaching. I say I provide a combination approach, which combines elements of coaching, elements of mentoring, elements of training, elements of consultancy. And actually, I think business owners who are trying to grow and scale their businesses often typically require a combination of all the above. And what they tend to do is to find a mentor, to find a coach, to find a consultant, do some training. And rather than doing all that, why don't you just get it from one place? And I think I'm pretty well placed to be able to do all all of the above. Based on my experience, my kind of academic background, all of those things, and it's worked quite well. So I think saying business support is a little bit more accurate than saying coach. And also because I just don't want the negative connotations of coach, although all my clients call me coach anyway. So (laughs) I haven't really moved all the way away from it. Got it. Now, was that a result of you doing empirical research or why did you come to that conclusion? Research. So I did my MBA in 2000 and finished in 2018 and kind of looked at some of the key success factors for growth businesses and businesses that are able to scale to kind of seven figures. And what I found is actually for many of those that were able to scale, combination of support as opposed to one individual area. But what I also found when I started kind of this business is that you can do the consultancy bit and give them the big report and say, go away and now go implement. But actually business owners are busy. So what will happen? And it happened with me in my previous business. I had quite a few consultants come in and do these big pieces of work. They'd make these recommendations. They'd give me the report. The report would go in my bottom drawer and it would be great at the time when I read it. But then 
now I'm back in operations mode. I've forgotten all about it. And actually nothing really gets actioned. So then that's where the accountability piece comes in and the coaching piece, because actually we've got these strategies and this is what we're going to do. So now we're going to get it and I'm going to support you with the process of getting it done. So it was kind of desk research. Then I started to test the concept and realized actually, yeah, that's exactly how I thought it was going to go is exactly how it went. When I implemented the other elements is when I started to see the clients really excel and grow their businesses and scale their businesses. So that's not really a normal skill set to have. I don't know if you, if anybody's ever told you that or not, but to be able to support from a strategy perspective to, to implementation, where'd that come from? Cause that's generally people don't have both. Where'd that come from? Well, a few things. So my experience. So I ran my own business for eight years, grew the business and kind of grew a team, achieved quite a fair bit of success in a quite a short period of time. But I found that. I couldn't get the support that I needed because as I said, I would get the consultant and the consultant would do these reports that I would never use. And then I'd have the mentor and the mentor would be kind of, what do you think about that? Well, what have you thought about this? Okay. Yeah. But can you just tell me when I need to do this by and how do I do it? Cause I don't know. So for me, I kind of wanted to create something that I had needed in my first business and not to say it was a consequence of not being able to access this, but I wasn't able to sustain the business. And in 2015, I unfortunately had to sell it because it had gone into decline. And I kind of sold the business and started my MBA and made it my mission, trying to understand what were the key kind of failings, but also what were the successes and what could I have done to improve the chances of the business being sustainable and achieving longevity. And one of the key things that I looked at was the lack of accountability. The fact that I didn't have anyone holding me accountable, it was kind of, okay, I'm going to do this. Say I'm going to do it, but actually I don't do it. And who's keeping me in check? Who's keeping tabs on what I'm actually doing? Nobody. Who is actually pushing me to do the things that I don't really feel like I want to do, even though I know I need to do them? Who is helping me with these strategies and making sure that I implement the strategies? So for me, it was looking at, well, how can I be for others what I needed for myself? The MBA helped me kind of fill the consultancy piece because obviously when you do an MBA, most people then say, oh, I'm going to be a consultant. So that bit was kind of covered. I had already been doing some informal coaching with the business anyway, because of the fact that people had seen that the business had kind of grown very quickly. So I was being approached by other business owners who were asking me to kind of mentor and coach them. So I, I kind of did quite a bit of research and learning around how to be an effective coach. And then I would say the rest of it really has been looking not much error. <laughs> but actually, it just seems that I'm good at doing all of the above. And I was able to develop a framework, which I started researching whilst doing my MBA, and then trialed it in the kind of years afterwards, realized that the framework worked and have been delivering that ever since. And it's worked. My clients are thriving in a variety of different areas. And we're going to meet this amount of times a month. Every Monday, I'm going to check in to ask what you're doing. At the end of the month, we're going to have a meeting. We're going to go through it. And within those meetings, it's a bit of consultancy. It's a bit of coaching. It's a bit of mentoring as opposed to one or the other. And for me, I feel like more people need, more business owners need that. And I don't think enough recognize the value and importance of having that kind of 360 support approach. Now, what do you say to those folks who are out there? We won't name names here that will say that people should do the opposite of that. You should niche down and get really good at one area. What say you to those folks? I agree. <laughs> 
I actually agree with that. I think it's really useful and I recommend to my clients to really do exactly that. But I feel that because of the wider approach of what I'm providing, it's business support. So I'm niching down to business support. I specifically focus on working with service businesses. I specifically work with service businesses that want to scale. I haven't necessarily said I am only going to do coaching because actually, if I really want to, so it's about starting with impact. What's the impact that I want to make? Well, the impact is I want to help business owners, service business owners to scale seven figures in a way that provides them with time independence. So building businesses that are not reliant on them. What is the best best way that I can achieve that impact? Well, it's not going to be just by coaching and it's not going to be just by mentoring and it's not going to be just by consultancy. Actually, we need all of those bits together. So it's about kind of building up the puzzle, but still staying in a specific lane. So that lane is service businesses looking to scale to seven figures who want time independence because not everybody does. Some people want to run a business that they have to be in all the time where they are the be all and end all of the business. The business cannot operate without them. I've met people like that. They're not the types of people that I want to work with. I want to work with people that want to have a business that is running, that's making them money, but they can go and sip cocktails on the beach and they can see the pictures on their phone saying they're getting paid. They're the types of people that I'm kind of targeting. Got it. So talk a little bit about your framework without, obviously we don't want you to give away the farm, but give us some hints. What is that framework? How do you implement that? So it's called the VISA framework. And essentially it's a five-step kind of framework that enables business owners to achieve what I just said. So it starts with vision, kind of getting clarity on exactly what the vision is. I have something called Vision 20, which I use with my clients to help them clarity on their vision and to develop a three-year vision for both their life and their businesses. I think often in business, we focus just on the business and we forget that actually our life is connected to the business. And if we want a specific type of lifestyle, then we need to build a business and have a vision for the business that facilitates that. And people often don't. They look, they have a business over here and the life over there create separate visions for the two and then wonder why one of them's not working was because the other one's negatively impacting it because you haven't approached them at the same time. So vision is the first area. Then we look at innovation. So how do we ensure that we have a robust business model that facilitates that vision? How do we take a customer or a client-centered approach that kind of puts the client or the customer at the center of the value propositions that we're creating? Then we have strategy. So how do we then take those things to market? How do we ensure that we've got a robust financial strategies, marketing strategies, PR strategies, a general growth strategy? And then the key part for me is then the systems and processes. So ensuring that we have robust systems and processes that enable this time freedom that we speak of. So building the business so that the business can be not 100% autonomous, because obviously there's always going to be some level of involvement, but can we reduce that level of involvement as low as possible by automating, by outsourcing, by delegating, by ensuring that we're tracking processes, that we're documenting processes, that we're creating all of the necessary documentation to ensure that the business is running efficiently and profitably. And then the final element is that accountability piece. So they're not tracking performance, they're not holding the business accountable to achieving the goals and objectives, often because there aren't any objectives. There's no KPIs that are being tracked on a regular basis. They're just kind of going with the flow and hoping for the best. When we put all of those things together and take the clients through that. So for each individual area, I have a separate kind of package. So as I said, I've got vision 20, I've got build my strategy, guide my vision. So there's a, a variety of different areas. When we take clients through that, the whole thing, we see 
amazing results. So we've had clients scale from very low four figures up to six, seven figures and still climbing. And actually what really, what my clients often say is the most impactful piece is that vision piece. Because I I also encourage them to do, which is more of a coaching element, is around the idea of thinking big. So people will come to me and they'll say, I want to be running a seven-figure business, but I don't know if I can. And then the coaching part of that is then getting them to understand that they can. And actually, you can achieve it and you can achieve it in this time frame if you do X, Y, and Z. And then we do the more consultancy piece of mapping that out. What does that look like practically? How many sales do you need to do? Then we look at the strategy piece. So it all kind of works hand in hand. But having that kind of initial big vision, big thinking kind of sets everything else in motion. Beautiful. Now, you mentioned before that you had a business that you sunset, we'll call it. What like was that. the biggest lesson from that experience? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. <laughs> so many. I don't know if there's one specific one. I feel like all of what I just said before. So I didn't necessarily have clarity on the vision, which meant I was kind of all over the place and didn't have kind of one clear direction of travel. I didn't necessarily always put the client at the center of what we were doing. I didn't necessarily explore how to innovate the business model to achieve the objectives that we had because we didn't have any objectives. I wasn't implementing strategies because I would get the strategies and I wouldn't do anything with them. I didn't have any accountability and I built the business to be heavily reliant on me. So when I wasn't physically able to be in the business for a period of time, everything kind of fell down. And essentially that's what it was. So a lot of what I now teach and what I kind of share and the framework that I deliver is based, whilst it is based on research. And as I said, we've tested it, it works. It also is in part based on everything that I didn't do in my first business and the impact of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why now, and particularly around kind of the biggest message that I share is not to build a business that is reliant on you. Because if you get sick, if a family member gets sick, if you have to go away for whatever reason, If your business cannot operate, then your business is vulnerable and you don't want to be in that position. Even if it's that you don't want to go and sit on the beach and sip cocktails, which I do. What happens if you get sick? There needs to be kind of an awareness that particularly even in the early stages. Yes, in the beginning, you're probably going to have to do pretty much everything. But your mission should be to try and automate, to outsource, to delegate as much as you can in the shortest period possible so that your business becomes not reliant upon you. And I I didn't, even though I had a team, I still was kind of at the core of all of the major parts of the business. So as I said, when I wasn't able to physically be there, everything fell down. And that probably was the biggest lesson, which is why I shout about that message the loudest. Mm-hmm. Now, so why do we do business again? Because that sounds really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. I said this to my clients. If you think if you're trying to go into business because you think it's going to be easy, then you may as well go and do something else because it is hard. Do something else. I'm here to know, do you think that there's a maturity that has to happen in order? Because you mentioned before, the type of business owners that you want to work with are the ones who want to remove themselves. But just my experience tells me that sometimes a part of that is they want to be needed. The folks who want to be the center, is there, in your opinion, personal work or self-work that needs to happen in order for them to grow to the point where it's like, no, I'm going to pour everything I have into my team. I'm going to make them empower them to do the work better than I can so that they don't need me as much. Do you think that there is internal work that owners have to do in order to get to that place? Yeah, no, for sure. So when we do the kind of part of the process where we focus on that, it's called build my business. 
and where we start with build my business is doing kind of some of that mindset work. So one of the questions I initially asked would be how, give me a percentage of how reliant your business is on you right now. And then they start going through, okay, well, I do this, I do that. And then normally once they've come up with that percentage, they're like, oh, actually it's worse than I thought. And then when I start going through some of those questions, I ask this question all the time. If you got sick, God forbid, next week and you couldn't be in your business for two months, would you have a business at the end of it? And typically when I ask that question, it is that kind of, oh, that's a fair point. So actually, as much as you want to be doing all of these things, life happens. And giving examples and case studies of this also is usually a big eye opener for them. But then also some of them come to me because they've experienced severe burnout because they're tired, they're exhausted. So whilst for some people it is that kind of, I want to be the be all and end all, I think sometimes physically, mentally, practically, they recognize actually this is not sustainable. And actually me taking them through the process of kind of asking the questions and kind of shining a light on that makes them realize how unsustainable actually we need to do something about it. So you mentioned maturity before. It's not necessarily an age thing because I've got clients that have been in business for many, many years and were really resistant to the idea. Whereas I've worked with other people that are young in their twenties and they're like, how do I do this? Because I'm not trying to like burn myself out and be old before my time. So I think it is definitely around mindset, but I don't think it's a mindset that can be changed. I don't think it's something where you have to work really, really hard to get people to change their mindset from wanting to have a business reliant on them to then having a bit more of an autonomous business. What actually is typically harder is, is getting them to build their confidence. I find that's usually a harder battle to win. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest life lesson you've learned from where your business was before and where your business is now? Biggest life lesson, I would say my motto, (laughs) which is think big, take action, keep pushing. (laughs) I talk about this a lot. And actually what has enabled me to grow my current business at a much faster rate than my first business and to be in a much more stable position have a business that is less reliant on me than my previous business was is through that it's kind of thinking big having a really big vision and actually being audacious with the pursuit of that and not allowing anyone or anything to tell you that you can't and you won't and actually even yourself and I think particularly my first business I allowed myself to be limited by myself not necessarily even other people whereas In this business, I started out and immediately said that this is going to be an international business. I'm going to do business internationally. So the previous name for the business was She's the Boss International. It's now Be the Boss International. And I was very intentional because actually, if I'm saying I'm going to do this, if I put it in the name, then I have to do it because you can't be calling yourself an international business. You don't have international clients. That's slightly pointless. So I think that's definitely one thing. Taking action to consistency. You can have the biggest dreams the biggest goals in the world. But if you don't do anything about it, it's not going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. And if you're stopping and starting and stopping and starting and there's no consistency, nothing is going to happen either. So taking consistent action and again, being audacious with it and not necessarily not being afraid, but even when you're afraid, do it anyway. And that's definitely something that I've really tried to embody with this business. Because There's been things I've done. I've been terrified And I kind of internalize, feel the fear and run towards it. If it's scary, that means it's going to have a fantastic outcome. And if it doesn't, then I'm going to learn a fantastic lesson and keep pushing. Because actually, as you said before, business is hard. It's difficult. And as much as I would say now I'm an expert when it comes to kind of business growth and scaling your business, 
That doesn't mean I don't have hard days. It doesn't mean that sometimes people tell me no and I'm like, oh my gosh, I already started counting the money in my bank account and it's not coming. That happened. But actually, I've proven that if you keep pushing, success can come because actually a few years ago, I was flat broke, no business, new mom, didn't know what I was doing, trying to be a student again. And fast forward some time later, and I'm running a business that's growing, growing quite quickly. I do have international clients, not as many as I want, but I have some. And I'm, I'm living a life of purpose. I have what I do. I love, no matter how tired I am, even if I'm not feeling too well, when I have my client sessions, they bring me joy. They wake me up. They bring me to life. A few weeks ago, I was really ill. I had bad flu, but I had been booked to, because I do the one-to-one stuff, but I also do one-to-many. So I do group workshops and sessions and I'd been booked to do a series of sessions for a module on an accelerator program and I was so sick (laughs) and I really didn't want to do it so just get up and go and literally for the 90 minutes it was only 90 minutes for each session so I had one on the Monday one on the Wednesday one on the Friday I got up I did the sessions had a fantastic time loved it and remember sitting in the session thinking, oh my gosh, like I just love doing this so much I'd come off and go straight to bed (laughs) because I wasn't feeling great and it really was an eye-opener for me. Like, actually, if you just let go of all of the fear, all of the doubt, if you think big, if you take action, you keep pushing, you can end up in a situation that is so purpose-filled that even when you don't feel great, doing what you enjoy and what you love can feel better. Yeah, I totally agree. When's the last time you laughed out loud? Well, about 20 minutes before here, <laughs> before I started this. Can you share what about? Snapchat filters with my daughter. <laughs> Yeah, she was on my husband's phone and we were all as a family looking at the silly Snapchat filters. And my daughter in particular had one where she looked like a boy. (laughs) (laughs) We were laughing out loud at that because it looked ridiculous. (laughs) I love to laugh. I laugh a lot, out loud a lot, even on my own. Instagram, probably I shouldn't be spending so much time on there, but there's some fantastic (laughs) feeds on Instagram that make me laugh out loud most evenings, to be honest. I love laughing. Got it. So if you had to give one piece of advice to somebody who's listening, they're a B2B service provider or SaaS provider, one piece of advice that you would have for them as a result of our conversation today. Build the business to be reliant on systems and processes, not on you. If you're able to systemize your business, your business can scale. You will get your time back. You'll be able to onboard team members, at a much faster rate, the team members will perform much better because you've got documented processes that tell them how to do things. You'll be more profitable because if your business is efficient and running efficiently, then obviously that's going to lead to increased profits and you'll be happier. So I would say that's the kind of main advice that I would give. And don't wait for like we've been operating for three, four years to start the process. Even if you're starting a business today, Start mapping your processes, start looking at what can be automated today, now, so that you're not doing everything. Very, very sage advice. If people want to reach out to you to say hi, to check out your business or to connect with you, how can they do that? Website, be the boss, intl.com. I've got all of my services on there. We have blogs about scaling your business, personal development, business growth, etc. I'm also, as I, I said, I spend probably far too much time on Instagram, but I am on Instagram at be the boss INTL and my personal Instagram is she's the boss INTL. And also I'm on LinkedIn, Daniela Genus, and that's G-E-N-A-S. Cool, cool. Thank you again for your time, Daniela. Thanks for having me. 
If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.